Your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, good evening, guys. Here, we're going to break some things down. Obviously, some senior bowl started this week. Uh, Pete Smith down there. Some pictures of him. So if you guys want to know what Pete looked like, if you dig deep enough, you might be able to find it. Uh, talking with the likes of Jalen Ferguson and, and, and the ilk today. You know, obviously uh, the weigh-ins, a little bit awkward, but, you know, a lot of stuff goes on there. And, you know, uh, you know when a guy loses three inches from his rostered list, uh, listed weight, that's an issue and stuff like that. I mean, it's... It's just silly to do it at this point in time with all the way this is covered. So lying about your size is only going to come up. We'll get into some players, you know, from the weigh-ins and, you know, some guys Pete talked to. Uh, you know, first, days, first day of practice in the books here for both teams. Um, it's going to be a little, you know, hitch in the way it's covered this week, guys. Um, it looks like there's not really going to be much media availability tomorrow. Um, looks like a rain out. They're going to bring these guys indoors to South Alabama. South Alabama does have an indoor facility, a smaller school, so it's not going to be a lot of access. If it's even going to be televised, I'm not sure if you're actually going to have announcers on hand. But look, uh, these guys right now, and it's huge thing, player safety. None of these guys wants to practice on a wet field right now. Their agents would let them do it. Um, you also have to keep them safe inside a practice, practice facility, which is not the exact same size of a football field or the seating for media. And look, these guys need to be protected. This is the biggest opportunity of their lives. Um, so, Pete, uh, I guess we'll get into this. Um, you know, I, you had mentioned it was a, you know a, a day where you saw you could see skill guys shine. Um, so maybe we'll do that, and maybe we'll get to the lineman when he can hopefully get back outside again on uh, Thursday or whatever. But all right, Pete, what do you got for us? Uh, first thing I would say is the North team is better than the South team by a lot. Um, you know, weigh-in-wise, the weigh-ins, uh, it's largely not terribly important. I guess the uh, only real thing is you get is, is to see if, like, uh, basically if a guy is, you know, just decently built or carrying a bunch of extra weight, or if you get into the science of it, you basically want to avoid, you know, guy, you know, guys who are basically... Uh, Filled with basically what would you what would you'd call an estrogenic body, which is guys who are basically like you know uh, carrying a bunch of extra weight, uh, you know the famous man tits type thing. You want to you know see that stuff, I guess. Um, overall, it's the measurements, and if you want to, see, I think the winner of the guy who lost the most height might be Gardner Gardner Minshew, uh, who actually thought had a good day, but he went from six two to six six foot and change. Um, you know, the the guy who's going to get a lot of the talk here is Isabella. Uh, I thought he had a good day. Uh, and I should I should say that whatever I say here, you probably can easily find somebody, several other people who are saying the exact opposite, sort of just the nature of Oh, there were so many of it today. A lot of it was Will Greer. Will Greer is forcing things. It doesn't seem like he, he's trying to show off that he has arm strength. And then there were literally two tweets later. Will Greer is throwing the ball free and easily today. It was, I mean, and these happen every year, guys. So, so whoever the tweets were, I'm not criticizing, but it's look. I mean, when if you're going to follow enough people who follow this, it's something you pick up on. Well, it's it's you know, uh, for me, I was watching specific guys because I'm interested in guys specifically for the Browns. But if you, if you, you know, I would say today is a good reminder that you should think whatever deity or non-deity you uh choose that you have baker mayfield because i uh, you know i don't care who it was there was no you know there was no first round quarterback out there none 
I thought Will Greer was bad. He was overthrowing stuff. Uh, I think uh, I think the I think Drew Locke was reading very slow today. A lot of late throws. Um, and and Daniel Jones is okay. I think he's got a little bit windy windy throwing motion, but it just none of them were very good. Like I thought Gardner Minshew was as good as anybody today, and 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 I do like Gardner Minshew. But if if me saying that Gardner Minshew is arguably the best quarterback of the day is not uh, an, so much of an endorsement of him as it is an indictment of everybody else, he's not a guy who's going to be. He may not get drafted, um, but he but he had a nice day. But uh, Andy Isabella, um, I watched every rep he took. Uh, Obviously, very fast. I, the thing I don't what, one of the things I don't like is that they're boxing him in in this format. He's a slot receiver. Um, every every rep is from the slot. Although in the team team period, they did give him a uh, slot handoff thing, which worked out pretty well. Um, he, he's uncoverable in this format. There's just you can try to get hands on. He's just too damn fast. Um, he did have a couple drops. Uh, you don't love to see that, but in terms of being able to get open and when he got the ball in his hands, um, he's as advertised. I, you know, I know uh, people are going to focus on the, sh- uh, on the height and the hand size. It's both legitimate, uh, but he's thick. He's a big, thick kid. Um, and, and I asked him about for the birth date. Uh, he is was born in November 96, so he's good on that. Um, he is a, you know, he, I was at his uh, press stuff he is a browns fan uh very nice kid um the stuff that i found interesting about what he had to say was uh he was so focused on uh on football that uh after he basically agreed to sign with uh with umass uh for one thing the only other offer he had was uh air force uh he had walk-on opportunities at a few schools like michigan state uh but he and and Youngstown State knows one after him, uh, but it was UMass or Air Force or it. But uh, once he decided he was going to UMass, uh, his uh, track coach basically threw out all of his uh, any any offers he got uh, and didn't show them to him because he didn't want to uh, didn't want him to uh, second guess it for a second. Um, so he he was a guy I thought thought played played well. Um, I, I don't love his production, but uh, the kid, one, he won the way in, and, and two, I thought he had a good day, was uh, the linebacker from New Mexico State. Um, he, looks like a, he looks like a superhero physically uh, as an outside backer, and then he was physical in, uh, in drills and stuff and coverage. I thought he, I thought he looked good. It, what was inter- one of the things that stood out to me was it was two of the most physical dudes on the field were – uh, him out of New Mexico State and Titus Howard out of uh, Alabama State, they uh, whether it was just trying to send a message or whatever, they uh, they got after people uh, and uh, they looked pretty good for the most part. Uh, let's see who else we got. Southwise. That was Travis the snoozer Fulgham. part. That was the snoozer part. The Southwise, no doubt. Sure. Uh, Travis Fulgham from Old Dominion, I thought he was he was very good. I think quarterbacks missed him on multiple opportunities. Um, you know, the the group I think that looks really good, and this only sort of enforces what we've been saying, is the tight end class. Um, I really like Dax Raymond out of Utah State. 
Uh, his he, he's good on production, and he was outstanding today. And and the San Jose State kid, uh, J- uh, I think it's John Oliver. Uh, yeah. He he was good as well. Another guy who's good on production. I, I just tight ends were a problem. They 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 got open. Were easy pass catchers. I think they had an easier time than the receivers did. I thought Anthony Johnson was okay. Um, you know, I think I think he's going to end up being overaged. Um, but yeah, I think the South had I, I think the weaker draw they just had so many guys drop out the the guy who I, I another guy I thought had a, a really nice day for himself was Isaiah Johnson from Houston uh very good in terms of uh breaks and being in there on plays I think I think he had a couple plays on the ball that were nice but yeah uh the all the stars in in, in terms of the south team are are up front uh or you know Rocky Sin is a pretty good corner but like Montez Sweat crushed the way in. He looked fantastic, yep. uh, and and his weight is ideal. Um, he's got a, a huge frame. He looks like he could add if he wants to. And then he you know, one of the players, I believe it was the tackle from Alabama State that was just like, yes. Oh he, my he got him once. God, it was. I he, mean, just dropped him like it was wrestling. I think it was the last rep of of those two guys. May have been one of the last reps of the period, but. Uh, I did catch it. He 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 got the kid uh, Howard off balance and long armed him into the ground. Uh, but yeah, Montez Montez Sweat is just a specimen. I think he has an opportunity uh, with Juan Thornhill, who doesn't really matter to the Browns, but is just a fantastic football player, and Zach Allen from Boston College. I think those guys, maybe Andre Dillard, have the chance to be the best player of the week uh, or the the guy who comes out with the most buzz. Well, Dillard, uh, the, the, the thing with Dillard was was the weigh-in because it was 290 listed and he came in at 310. I mean, here's an offensive tackle prospect at six foot seven. You're going to expect the 300 pounds. Look, I mean, if it's Browns-wise that we're thinking, we don't want any more sub-300 pound offensive tackles. Uh, we tried that. It didn't really work out. Um, so, I mean, 6'7", 310, I mean, that seemed to be you know a, a great number for him. Was it six seven? I think I think he's just six five or something in that six four six five. But anyway, he looked good. I mean, he looked physically put together. It was it didn't look like he added a bunch of bad weight. Uh, there were guys who had had some of that. He was definitely not one of them. I thought I thought he looked good. But those are the guys I feel like uh, may may come out of this as the the most likely first rounder, best prospects here. Sweat. Zach Allen and then uh, and Dillard and Thornhill and, and I don't think Thornhill will go as early as the other guys, but he's just a stud football player. He, I mean, he even look good in it being in, in straight man coverage. He's just a phenomenal football player. And that's one of the things, guys. Look, um, the one on ones, and if you're watching the receiver versus the defensive back, the wide receiver should win. I mean, they're literally playing with almost the entire field, so you got to understand that. You're going to get to the team stuff. That's where you're going to start to see some of it, um, and some of it. Don't take away so much from its day one. Um, you know, any receiver, like an Andy Isabella, um, he played with quarterback one every rep he ever took. He never played with quarterback two, quarterback three. So when you have all these different quarterbacks throwing the ball, and it is only day one. Sadly, we won't get to see day two of practices. Hopefully day three, we'll get to see more of it. Obviously, Pete will be there. But look, if there's no, if it's only television coverage tomorrow, we're all going to get the same thing. Um, as far as the drills, look, some of these guys show up with a crowded house and they get a little nervous and they don't maybe understand the drills or when schooled better enough by their agency about what each drill is. And 
there's a chance, and you'll see guys maybe step up tomorrow and step up the next day. So don't take so much away from day one. But, you know, P's obviously reporting on guys, guys that we saw from day one here down in Mobile. The uh, Guys, as we're moving on here, this is Locked On Browns. We're uh, doing some senior world coverage with Pete Smith. Um, the Locked On Patriots podcast, Mark Schofield. The Locked On Rams podcast, uh, Bear Mater. These guys both do a fantastic job. Uh, there's going to be great work from them coming over the next week and a half as they obviously get ready for Super Bowl 53 down in Atlanta. So if you're looking for more Super Bowl coverage, check out the Locked On Rams, Locked On Patriots podcast. And guys, you know, give them a run here. Give them a listen. Um, whether Whatever your feelings are, everybody's going to sit down and watch the Super Bowl. All right, Pete. Um, before we get deep here into the North, um, obviously, you know, Isabella, Browns fans-wise, Ohio-wise, this is the name to watch. And just a couple of things here. Don't the this is one, and I remember you drilling this and may, making me think this better last year. Don't count it twice. So if you, all of a sudden you saw his real size now, it's, it's not an issue. I actually I think it's pretty good because you figure combine he's going to be oh you know probably a little over one ninety um because he's going to get himself a little bit better for the bre- bench press contest. But uh, I mean you know the bench press whatever the two twenty five and the reps there. Um, the speed, when we get to Indy, don't say, oh my God, look at the 40 that Andy Isabella put. Don't count it twice, and don't count it twice either way. The good, the bad. Um, Pete, you've given us a ceiling for Andy Isabella, maybe a you know T.Y. Hilton type-ish. I was actually doing some work today. I, I, I tried to come up with a floor for Andy Isabella, and I kind of came up with Azakim. Um, you know, the, he won't maybe ever be the one or the two, but he could be the three that could kill you to death. Yeah, uh, and, and talking about his speed, uh, obviously he got questions about it. Uh, his goal is to hit four twos. Um, when you say four two be, six, and you're training with Randy Moss, that's impressive. He went he to will, UMass. Will be, yeah, he will be. Well, he, what's funny is he's like Randy Moss is like pressing him. That's that was one of the things he was working on. Uh, he's trying that's to get what off he's gonna need help with. Randy Moss. That's what he's going to uh, dealt with. But he. he his response was, uh, if he runs in the four fours, he would be he'd be very disappointed. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I, look, it, it, right. So, um, and honestly, the stuff I'm more interested. I know he can run fast, and and it was okay. <laughs> he was fast today. Um, uh, the stuff I I think he's going to impress people with is the agility stuff because he's lightning quick, and 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 the the stuff that like he will crush. I think he will absolutely murder the forty, but I also think that ten is going to be disturbingly good because and like he, the three cone is going to be zero. scary good. You know, you're talking like Kevin King and Byron Jones, like that. Sh- he should eat that up because I mean, if you saw anything today, he's quick in space. Yeah, that's the and he goes zero to whatever in like two steps, fast so and furious when they hit the nitro. Yeah, be, uh, yeah. So far as advertised, I mean, and I'm sure the drops bother him. And there may be people who focus on it, but uh, as as short as he is and as tiny as his hands are, he's a thick dude. Yeah, and I, I think he's going to eat a whole show. And like I said, he's going to be a little bit you know, more north of 190. You know, probably if it was 186 today, you figure 191, 192 when he gets to Indy. But now the north practices. This is where some of the better quarterbacks were. Uh, Drew, Locke, Drew Locke had a couple of nice balls, but look, and again, thank God. This is not an issue that we have to deal with with the Browns. We're not worried about a quarterback. Uh, you know, maybe what? Hey, if somebody's available that you like fifth, fifth, sixth round potential backup one day. But take us through the North and what you saw, Pete. 
Yeah, uh, Drew Locke, incredibly inconsistent uh, to me. Uh, he can throw a pretty ball, but he's, like I said earlier, he, he was reading slow and, and late. Uh, guys just stood out to me, uh, North Keelan Doss uh, from UC Davis is yep. a guy who's produced. Uh, he, he, he had some nice uh, some nice effort today. Uh, oof. There were a lot of good receivers. Uh, Alex Wesley. I, I'm not a big Alex Wesley guy, but I can see why he got here. Um, let's see. Terry, Terry McLaurin uh, had a solid day. I, I'm sure their Buckeye fans are going, oh, he could be great and whatever. He's fine. I think there are better players here, which you know probably doesn't say a lot for him. Uh, but really, again, this comes down to the tight ends to me. Uh, Donald Par- Parham is just fascinating to look at. He is he he is a straight up power forward on a football field with running <laughs> sticks and the whole thing. But he is fast. He can go. Um, the LSU tight end didn't produce much at LSU, but was running. And uh, the, the same thing with the Washington tight end. I don't think he produced a ton, but he he was fast, moving around. Uh, the slowest guy out there is my guy Sweeney, but he just finds a way to do stuff. Uh, and he can block and he can do those types of things. Playmaker. Um, well, I mean, yeah, he's Darren Fell. I mean, he's Darren Fells. That's that's exactly the type of guy he's going to be. Um, Chris Boyd, I continue to be a fan of him. I don't think he's – and I mentioned it to him after the practice. He's never had a day – non-contact means nothing to him. He's going to hit you. Um, he's a nasty press corner. Uh, occasionally lunges, not always great with his hips. But there's a reason he's – you know, he's, he's been a good football player. He's tough. Um, I, I'm interested in – the kid from Penn State, who's uh, Amani, I'm not going to pretend to know his last name. If I Walker hear it, in Norway or something like that. There's a lot of letters in there. Um, a lot of vowels. He has a great build. Yeah, a great build uh, for the position. He and Amon Marshall are both, you know, prototype looking dudes. Uh, they're both, uh, I think, six one, little over two hundred. Uh, I thought Amon Marshall. Uh, was physical. I thought he held, you know, handled himself well from that standpoint. Um, I don't know if he can play dead, but LJ Collier's the dude who's going to be in fights all week. He just likes to mix it up with people. Um, Anthony Nelson's an interesting guy. Amena, who is an interesting guy. They are just so long um, and, and can get off the ball. Um, who else we got here? Cameron Smith is interesting, the linebacker, because he's such a big guy. But he also produced. lost a lot of weight, though. Because I'll tell you right now, when he weighed in at 230, that, that, that I mean, that maybe that, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously he was trying to look quicker. And now him and the other guy from USC, obviously not here, but Porter Gustafson, here were guys that were really big names, similar to Mon Marshall, 18 months ago. Now, not so much. Um, yeah, uh, and, and, and again, the Browns don't need it, but this, this is a great year for safeties. Uh, Nasser Adderley, good-looking football player. Uh, you know, they, they have some dudes down here. Uh, and unfortunately, Abram, they found something on his uh, physical when they, when they ran him through, and that's meaning the senior bowl. 
and ruled him out. But they, they some nice-looking guys from that position. Uh, I don't know if I'm so ready team. to dismiss that though, because you know, with this regime, you know, I'm, I'm not sure Derek Kindred's staying. Pete, I don't want to slow you down, but I mean, you know, are you going to keep Kindred around to take snaps away from Jabril Peppers? I don't know if that's going to be the case. Uh, you know, so maybe there will be a need for a third safety. Well, I mean, even if you don't, uh, let's say you don't love Kindred, uh, how high are you going to draft one of these guys? And, and well, you, you like this the safety Calvary. class, so now you're talking. Maybe there could be a guy. Well, and Body's a free agent, though, and you have two third round picks. I mean, look. I mean, this is the thing right now. What exactly the needs are is a little bit off the table. But go ahead. Right, uh, uh, but uh, but uh, the. the it's just a position that I think has, has handled itself well down here. I, I, you know, the other kid, I don't think he's got great production either. I could be wrong on this. Will Harris from Boston College is an interesting dude. Smart kid. I, I had a chance to talk to him. Uh, well, it's hard for every Boston. guy on Boston College's defense to have great production. If four or five of them have great production, how can everybody else? <laughs> well, they, they all seem to in 2017, uh, but it, it, nobody more so than Zach Allen, who I had a chance to talk to, and he was – his production from 2017 is insane. It basically had 10% of their tack- solo tackles, uh, a ton of tackles for loss, a bunch of sacks. He's built like a bear, super broad build, uh, smart kid. Uh, you know, just an interesting guy to talk to. You know, they, they, they're having him do base end for everything, but he, you know, he fully acknowledges when, whenever he gets to a team, he's going to be up and down the line and all over the place. Uh, but he's a guy, he's a problem. And, you know, it's difficult to block him. Uh, and, and you know, the other I, – I, I'm curious to see how he does in drills this week, but Max Sharping, um, the offensive lineman from Northern Illinois, uh, he's another guy who's brilliant. I mean, I think he got an A- minus in, in uh, his uh, bachelor's degree and a B-plus in one class in uh, his grad school. Uh, just a really smart guy, and he's huge. Uh, six six three twenty or something like that. It, it, every bit of it, and not it doesn't look uh, heavy for his size at all. Um, but yeah, I, I you know in what I've seen, um, the North team to me, uh, and uh, you know this could change obviously. To me, they've got they've got the best guys here. One interesting note uh, is uh, Sutton Smith, a late ad from Northern Illinois. Uh, evidently. He uh, turned down some some people trying to talk to him at the inter- at the thing that was for talking to people. Um, whatever you want to make of that, however minimal or whatever, just interesting. Uh, Tavon Coney is a guy I've mentioned on this pod before. Yes, he's a big man, uh, six something, two forty four. He was six he, even, six even, two forty four. Yep, he's a thick thick kid. Um, How do you move? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he's not he's not bad. You know, overall, uh, you know, the, it's not about what they did today. And unfortunately, you know, they're gonna. I I don't know if it's carried live, uh, but the, the announcement is that the NFL Network and ESPNU are gonna carry the practices. Um, so we'll see how they do. It's not. I, I'm not. You know, it's great when guys do well on day one. Uh, certainly, you're not gonna sit there and go, oh well, that sucked. Um, but what you really want to see is. How do they adjust to day two? How do they adjust to day three? Because some of these guys haven't played, you know, real football in over a month, and their bodies are just getting used to getting back into it. And you're going to see that, and then you know, getting more comfortable in assignments and, and getting you know that NFL coaching and who takes it and who 
you know, who, who advances. In particular, this happens, you know, from day one to t- day two when they get the pads on. Offensive linemen start learning what some of these guys want to do every play. And some of yep. these guys will be studying that tape. There's no scouting expensive. report exactly. So you're throwing out there in, in a huge stage where your career's on the line in front of a guy that you know nothing about and nobody ever, ever goes into a football experience like that. Except for, like, I can't remember who it was, the offensive lineman who, who made himself, or at least made himself famous on draft Twitter by saying he uh, he scouted all of his opponents on draft breakdown, uh, rest in peace. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's... And the same thing, the same same thing's going to happen for DBs. DBs are going to start picking up on some of these tendencies uh, and, and adjusting. It, it, with those reactive positions, that's the stuff you want to see. The other thing that did not happen today... Uh, and, and I assume it's because there were no pads. Is you didn't get the running back blocking drills or the you know the blitz drill or some of that stuff or more of the safeties and, and linebackers going against tight end matchups. Um, you know they, they they didn't do that stuff, and those are those are matchups that tend to be useful. And and a, you know a guy like Sweeney will probably shine there, as well as the Wisconsin fullback. Um, but like that's going to be an area where that kid from Stetson Pe- Pelham. Six eight two forty, who looks like a wide receiver. Those are going to be things that are you know interesting to watch. Is is not so much how successful he is at it, is how interested is he in at it. Is he a guy? And this applies to anybody. But just using an example, are, are these guys who want to block? You know, is this important to them? Like obviously for Sweeney, this is you know talking to him after practice. This is something that's important to him. He wants to make people. Uh, notice him for this because he's one of the few and tj hawkinson another notable example this is what they did in college so they want to be good at this This is something they feel is important uh you know the future darren fells of the league uh have to make a name for themselves uh and that's a great way to do it and then so that's the stuff that's going to be interesting uh over the course of the week but you know the the, the big thing and and the guy who's um uh, one of the guys that was interesting with this was Zach Allen, who said, you know, to him, this was his most important week of the draft season because he was actually playing football and, and he wanted to do nothing else but compete against the best guys. So, you know, I like the guys who take that approach and I'm not knocking guys who are not here for various reasons. Um, but <laughs> including, uh, who was it? Somebody, oh, it was uh, LJ Scott, the uh, Michigan State yes. running back. Uh, who who is pulled out pulled out of the uh, of the event for injury cited banged up, yes. Um, which that's it. That's one I've never heard. Uh, which is going to be everybody know. covering the Senior Bowl about nine a.m. tomorrow morning. Yes, everybody's going to be banged up. Uh, and, you know that that stuff's interesting. Uh, Josh Allen was one of the few guys who pulled out for not injury. Who accept? He's the only one who accepted his invite. And pulled out for not injury. Hey, he's a top five pick. That I'm surprised he even took the took accepted it. Um, and then uh, like Paris Campbell did not accept his invite. Uh, and and to me, I think he's hiding. I know there are people who think it's a smart move, and maybe it is for his draft uh, draft sick. But all of my questions with him are on the field, and and maybe it's just not going to get fixed. Uh, Christian Wilkins and some of those guys didn't did opted not to accept their invites. And and I you know. A, you know, you can they can make the case that they've got all the tape in the world, and B, they literally went through that grind and could probably use the rest. Uh, so that's 
some of the stuff that, that uh, went on down here. Okay, guys, and now here, um, look, as far as tomorrow, um, you know, Matt Miller from Bleacher Report, obviously the Sick to Football podcast, he's not going to be in the building tomorrow. So uh, everybody who's there is basically going to be watching remote satellite reporting that way. It's interesting. It's different. Um, but the safety of the players is the most important thing. The Locked on NFL podcast, Matt Williamson does a great job over there. Um, you get shows consistently daily through the week. Uh, Mondays you get wrap-up of the weekend. You get guys like Sage Rosenfels, Mike Renner, Mike Sando. Uh, Friday, Matt sits down, does his breakdown shows. The Locked on NFL podcast with Matt Williamson. Guys, check it out. Um, Pete, one name I didn't hear from you, and it looked like he had a really good day. Debo Samuel, um, you know, 216 pounds, gave a little bit of a you know weigh in, looking a little bit like Anquan Bolden, but uh, showed some burst today. That was a name he didn't bring up. Yeah, he had a good day. Um, the guy he looks like to me is Duke Johnson. He's he's and Callaway. He's that guy. He uh, he's he's. I think he was 5'11", 216, uh, which is basically what Duke measured at, probably not far off from Callaway, and he plays the same style. Uh, the play he killed guys on today was slant. He was just physical enough to own that space and catch those footballs. Um, he had, he had, I think he had one nice deep play. The problem is very few guys caught deep balls because deep balls didn't go to guys. Um, that was There were some, like, nine yards out of bounds? <laughs> uh, yeah, it just... It's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, I thought Debo. Look, had a I mean, good it day. shouldn't be, look. I mean, you shouldn't be throwing the ball nine yards out of bounds in one on ones. That's, but I mean, that's the quarterback play we're talking about right now. Right, uh, and, and you know, he's a guy who's got good enough production uh, to certainly be in the conversation. But uh, I don't know if he'll be for the Browns simply because he uh, he is similar to what they have. But but I I could see a team taking him like basically in like the second round somewhere in that late maybe 50 to 60 range maybe maybe makes it round three if he tests well um that uh he ends up you know being they take him because they they want a guy like antonio Callaway who can be physical and own space inside but has that deep ball uh that deep option he's got speed i mean he can go Go, uh, and, and get it, but uh, yeah, I, I think he's a good player. I, I, I just, and maybe they will. Maybe they'll say, "Look, we we can't get enough of this type of guy," uh, and add him. But uh, he is very similar to uh, uh, some of the guys the Browns already have. Um, random stuff would be like talking to the talking to uh, uh, the Grandy man, uh, Carl Granderson from Wyoming. Oh, you did. Uh, oh, God. You, you bring up my name. I hope you brought up my name. I think I've run the Granny Man train, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I did not, but uh, he's a nice kid. Uh, he is super focused. Uh, you know, he went to Wyoming in large part because that was the only offer he had, but he sort of embraced the idea that uh, he could do nothing but basically, you know, get his grades and focus on, on getting better at football. Like that. That that uh, that he wasn't worried about going somewhere for that other stuff. Uh, he weighed in a little bit lighter than I think he he, he would like. I, he he says his goal uh, right now is to gain weight. He wants to get up to two fifty five. Um, you know, and and he said the big thing for him is is focus, and I think that really translates to attention to detail and, and, and those type of things because he looks the part. 
Uh, and if you watch his tape, he's very athletic, but he's a, he's the type of guy you could see a team like the Browns take uh, early day three. And he may have a legit stud profile. His production from his junior year is great. Um, if he tests like he should, he'll have that part down, and he could be one of those project types uh, that, that that does well, that takes a while. And, and he, he to me, he's sort of uh, a poor man's Emmanuel Ogba, uh, in terms of Ogbo was, you know, a freaky guy, uh, just wasn't super polished coming out of college, and that could be the type of thing he does. Uh, you mentioned I, I did talk to Jalen uh, Ferguson. I did ask about his brother a little bit. Uh, he, he's, uh, his brother Jazz Ferguson, who who's a pretty good player in his own right, uh, but J, you know Jalen's a smart kid. Uh, I'm surprised he, you know stayed in school for that other that extra year and he basically said he he didn't think he was he was re- good enough yet uh for his 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 uh his what he felt he needed to be to make that move to the nfl uh but he's looking to make an impact and he's a guy who's got a chance to to put himself in the first round i think it was to talk to uh oh uh i did talk to uh titus howard uh the first thing I asked him is if he was going to get quarterback reps because he is a former high school quarterback, which made him happy. Uh, uh, and I and I did mention to him, and I do think uh, he talked about it. He does feel like being a former quarterback is an advantage for him because he had to know so much of what was going on on the field that he's carried that over to offensive tackle and sort of has a, a feel for you know what it's like to 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 be on the other side of that and, and what it means for his protection thing and stuff but uh i did mention which made him happy uh the idea that uh, freddie kitchens is not afraid to put most anybody at quarterback and if they needed a 300 pound guy they could put him in and he goes I, 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 that i'm i'm that guy uh <laughs> so you know he's he's you know I, I it's been fortunate this week uh you know the guys i've talked to have been really bright kids uh for the most part i haven't run into any duds they are here. Uh, fortunately, I'm not targeting them. Um, but uh, you know, everybody's been great for the most part. Uh, it's the the format this year has been weird because like uh, so many people are focused on the SEC guys, and and I'm not sure if he actually disappeared or what. But people couldn't find Montez Sweat, and they were pissed. And a bunch of them left. So like at the end, uh, like I had no problem getting to Zach Allen and a couple of these other guys who have a shot at first round picks. Uh, so it, it just sort of worked out, and I ended up as as, as frustrating as tomorrow is going to be, and not being able to get get to uh, you know see everything you want to see live and all that. Uh, the first day, in terms of getting to talk to guys, surprisingly productive. Nice. Um, now, Pete, I'm going to put you on the gun here. Uh, give me two guys that you were looking forward to seeing this week. And look, this is just off of, off of today. Give me the Kramer free coffee for life. I'll take it. Two guys that you would take right now for our Cleveland Browns. Uh, Mata Sweat's number one. That dude is good. Uh, Seventh, hey, dude, he's quicker than a heck up off that line at six foot six, two hundred and almost what? Probably going to be sixty pounds. Yeah, it, well, and that's the thing. He he, he hit two fifty uh, plus, uh, which is great for him. And, and he's got an opportunity to sort of showcase himself ahead of when guys like, and this isn't their fault, guys like Polite, guys like Burns, those guys 
get out there and if they're first chance to light the lamp you have the first chance to light the lamp sure you set you set the conversation uh with what you do now uh and and he's a guy that could really make a name for himself him and zach allen i think could both be in play for that 17th pick and 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 if the browns really do like an offensive tackle and, and and we'll see how he does everything Andre Dillard could be in that conversation. Obviously, you know, Daniel Jeremiah did his mock draft and put him there. Uh, but those are guys that look like they legitimately be there. The, uh, the flip side of that is there are so many edge rushers, and we've talked about this, and we will keep harping on this, that if guys go up, somebody else is going to slip or fall, fall by virtue of those guys passing them. The Browns are going to have opportunities to get guys. But right now, you look at a guy – Onto sweat and and a guy that I think by the end of the season was sort of you know for, a forgotten entity. You know uh, this is part of why the Senior Bowl is important or can be useful anyway. Is that he sort of re, re, reintroduces people and and now they got to see him. He looks fantastic. Um, you know he, I assume he's going to continue to have a good week and he's going to force people to go back to the tape and I won't be surprised when when he's firmly in that first round mix and it's a question of how hot but you know if if not then he becomes a really really tantalizing prospect to uh to add to the team but the other guy uh based on what i've seen is isabella uh, i mean i love the kid uh uh you know he's he's got a very he's got a very humble but confident attitude and he he mentioned multiple times that even in high school his dream was to play in the nfl as as and that and and said basically and quote and that might have been crazy but that's just how he was he was operating is he he was always this is always what he was trying to do so when people were sort of asking him if he's surprised to be here you know in that sort of aw shucks you know type of way that I think is it's I don't think it's a, an act he's just a very nice humble kid who who just believes he can do it. And, you know, again, you, you saw some hiccups today, but just in terms of how much more athletic, it, it's still the conveyor belt. It just still is how fast he is in, in, uh, compared to the, even these guys at the Senior Bowl. He's, he's a guy who can legit fly. He's easily the fastest guy here. It's just a question of who's fighting for second. All right. So, guys, look, Pete Smith was kind enough to join us here. Um, Pete, well, whether it's bowling tomorrow or, um, you know, God bless your liver. Because, I mean, I know the crew that's down there. So take it easy. Guys, Pete's article's over at NFL Spin Zone. Make sure you read them. You're going to get some, uh, obviously, some reports from today. So we'll get those out for you. Um, the Locked On Browns podcast, guys. Keep it followed back. You know the drill. Um, follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, iTunes rating reviews are all appreciated. Uh, I, whether it's Surrey, whether it's Alexa, play podcast Locked On Browns. You'll get us there. Uh, guys, a lot of stuff coming here this week. We're going to do a Junior Bowl as well because the Senior Bowl is a big We're going to do a Junior Bowl with uh, John Kosko this week as well. So we're going to have some fun with this week. Enjoy it and get you guys to start to get acclimated to the, pro- the prospects as we go through this process. But get through it. Enjoy it. It's a fun time of the year. And look, guys, next year at this time, we're going to be talking football games. We're not going to be talking prospects. We're not going to be talking Senior Bowl. Um, as we always say, when we put a wrap, two lockdown rounds, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.